Hello, GAC. I'm Lucas Boudreaux, alongside my partner, Chris Sharp. Hello. And welcome to the third episode of the LC Show. We're hot off an exciting week in football. Chris went 3-1 and one on his game picks, while I won a sorry 1-3. and three. It's all right, though. It's all right. It was also an exciting week in college football, as six of the top 11 teams lost. Yes, and Lucas, even though he went 1-3, and three, his upsets, he picked Central Florida over Louisville, and he picked Auburn over an A&M. I have to give him props for that. I mean... Central, again, Auburn over AM, that's not as surprising because Auburn has a good offense. But Central Florida over Louisville, I don't think anybody picked that. I mean, we were in the, I think we were in the hotel on the class trip, and I wake up in the morning and I turn on Sports Center, and I was like, Louisville lost? Like, what is this? Like, then I thought immediately, Lucas Boudreaux picked that game. No one else did. So shout out Lucas, props for that. All right, and we got a great lineup of things to talk about this week, starting with our upsets of the week. Then moving on to, we're going to talk about our BCS rankings and the number two spot controversy. We're also going to put a couple teams on upset alert, as along with our Heisman list. And then we got a couple games to pick, as long, as well as our Falcons talk. All right, so we're going to jump right into it. Chris, what was the most uh, intriguing upset this week? Well, other than the uh, last week's uh, Central Florida over Louisville, um, actually, I think that would have to be it. Really? That was it. That was it, yeah. That, that, was, was, it. It. that was it, yeah. That was crazy. That was a good that game. That was pretty epic. Uh, one I thought was crazy was Tennessee over South Carolina. Who saw that one coming? I didn't, well, Tennessee's play, I didn't even say, I guess South Carolina kind of played down to their opponents. You would, Actually, you would think they'd be kind of mad at Tennessee because they, they hurt Lattimore last year. They, like, busted his knee open. Yeah, you do that. Some people kind of remember that. Well, at least that was, that was be a little angry about that, maybe, but... I don't know. I thought Tennessee that was a good pick, but Central Florida over Louisville. I just Central Florida. Like, I, I don't know. Louisville was favored. It's so, great. So Louisville hasn't played anybody. You, UCF went into Louisville. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Louisville hasn't. And it's just how they, they scored like what three or four touchdowns in like four minutes. Yeah, Central the, the final score they scored four touch three touchdowns in the span of like four minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's why because because Louisville was up. They were up on I think by they were winning yeah, twenty eight to seven. Yeah, I think. exactly. They were up, and then Central Florida came back. So that was my surprise. Yeah, and also who saw Ole Miss beating LSU? I don't, I don't know if I. That's I mean, a, Ole Miss was that's a, that's a class. That's a rivalry. Right LSU there. Zach Mettenberger threw a couple picks against them last yeah. year, and then he he threw three, I think, this year, and got. I mean, Ole Miss at home. That's a that's a good pick there. Oh, and then moving on, uh, BCS rankings. We got a controversy at mm-hmm. number two ranking. BC, BCS rankings came out for the first time this week. Gave FSU the top spot over Oregon. Yep. There was some controversy there. Also, Ohio State fans think that they they should be number two. Who do you think is the real number two at this point, Chris? Well, I think Florida State deserves to be number two just because they played some better opponents so far. But Oregon, like, here's the difference. Here's, Florida State is has at point nine three four eight. Oregon's at point nine three two zero. That is a very very small margin, and Oregon still has to play UCLA and Stanford. So I think Oregon, they're, I wouldn't say they're they're pretty much. It's kind of a tie right now at two and th- yeah, yeah it really, really it really that's what it really is. It's kind of one two and three, and yeah, then yeah. everyone else is just exactly. Kind of it's a tie because if Oregon wins out, I believe they'll pass Florida State. They'll grant it Florida State. They still have to play number seven, or that should be number seven Miami at by that point, maybe even higher. Yeah, but I I don't think I think Miami's overrated. I mean they are overrated. They're but, moving up because. Every Everyone else is exactly. losing, and they're not really playing anyone. Yeah. That they won against Florida, which looked huge at that point. But now Florida's just dropped. That win's looking worse and yeah, worse. But at the same time, Miami's still up there, so it'll be on FSU's schedule. So maybe if Florida State, if maybe if Florida could rebound somehow, I don't know. I really doubt it, but they could. That would really help Florida State out as well. Or if Stanford or or um, if, if Oregon loses, I think 
Florida State stays up there. So pretty much it's going to be a tight race the rest of the way. Oregon, they could probably flip-flop. Yeah, but I mean, I think if all three of these teams, Ohio State, Florida State, and Oregon, I think if all of them went out, I just think Oregon passes and gets yeah. to the number two spot because of their schedule. They still have to play Stanford and UCLA, and if they beat both those teams, they'll play for the Pac-12. I, I just think their strength of schedule goes ahead of Florida Oregon State. Oregon and Florida State or Ohio State, if they want to get a national title game, they need to cheer for Alabama and Auburn the rest of the season. Because if LSU can – I mean, not Alabama, excuse me. They can cheer for LSU and Auburn. If LSU can beat Bama, then that will help. And if Auburn beats Bama, that will really help. That's yeah. the last two tests for the Crimson Tide. So I think really if – I think – Alabama would have to lose for Florida State or Ohio State to make the national title game if they both go undefeated. All right, and we're moving on to our weekly upset alert. Chris, what is a game or who is a team that you have on upset alert this week? I have Texas Tech on upset alert. They're at Oklahoma. All right. And it's a I, hostile environment That is a hostile there. environment. I'm going with the Sooners right there because I feel like their defense can help control Texas Tech's offense, and they have a nice – they, they didn't run with Blake Bell against – uh, Texas, they didn't really use their quarterbacks right. Destroyed exactly. They didn't run the ball. They tried to be a passing team. Like, no, just run the ball, control the clock, and do your thing and be physical. So I think that'll help. And um, who do you have enough to this week? I have, okay, Stanford lost to Utah. Right. Just, everyone still thinks they're a good team. Number six in the first BCS polls. I think they're going into Oregon State. Oregon State, you know, had that first loss. Eastern yep. Washington, you know, everyone's like, oh, they're going to suck this year. You know, they've come back. They're 6-1 and one now. Their last three wins have been against pretty good opponents in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. They have won decisively. They're, Stanford's going into Oregon State. I think Oregon State gets a win. Their quarterback, Sean Mannion, is leading the nation in passing yards. Really? Yes. He's in the Heisman talk, you know. Yeah. He just... That loss to Eastern Washington looks terrible, but that doesn't count as a loss in the Pac-12 standings. So they're still very well in the Pac-12 standings. They, they still have a shot. They have to beat Oregon and Stanford to get there, which might not happen, but I think they start with a win over Stanford tonight, or this weekend. And then we have a Heisman list. Chris, you don't have your list, but who are... Who are a couple guys you think are going to be competing right now if it, if it ended right now? I had a list, but they just got shattered this weekend. I mean, UGA lost. That threw Aaron Murray out, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he's then, fine. Yeah, he's fine. Then Taj Boyd looked awful oh, on gosh. Saturday night. That I mean, I don't, know if he, yeah, I don't know if he was hurt or what, but that was the biggest competition he's going to have all year, and he just didn't look that good. Oh, so I have, at number one, I have Jameis Winston. Good pick. Not that he has, like, the – I mean, he's had several highs and lows in oh, my opinion yes. so far this year. And number two is Marcus. Mariota, but Mariota could jump back up. It's close. Yeah, it's so it, close. if he beats Sanford and UCLA and looks good while doing it, and he, mm-hmm. then I think that he should be able to beat. Uh, he should be able to beat out James Winston for the Heisman. Then at number three, I still have Johnny Football out there. Yeah. Just because not that their team is going to be dominant. I mean, last year even a And M they they only made the Cotton Bowl. It wasn't like they made a national title. They went game. ten and two. They went ten and two quietly. Ten, so two. And they have two losses right now. So uh, I think that. Uh, a and M, like, because Johnny Football, he still threw up 454 oh, yards, still five touchdowns, even, even in that loss. So, Their I mean, defense is just yeah. terrible. It's not Johnny Manziel; yeah. he's going off. And as the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, I think that he should be able to help try and at least go to New York to try and appear to defend his title. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to win it this year. But that's those are my three right now, and the rest is kind of a wash. Who, who do you think you have? Or who do you think? Well, I have. Uh, I narrowed mine down the three list. I used to have it five, but you know, Taj Boyd, and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. 
No, they both lost, ugly fashion. I narrowed mine down to three. Number three, Johnny Manziel, who you mentioned. They lost to Auburn, but it wasn't him. He threw up amazing numbers against Auburn. And then number two, Marcus Mariota. The guy's ridiculous. I mean, come on. And then Jameis Winston, number one, with that huge win over Florida. Yeah, it was Clemson. pretty big Oh, my one. goodness. He played, he, he played epically. He he played, their whole team played amazing. Yeah. But he's the leader of that team. You watch he's, the yeah, he's leading exactly. that team. He's a hard and Red soul. Redshirt freshman just leading that team to victory every week, week in and week yeah. out. All right, moving on to our picks. We have number 12, UCLA, at number three, Oregon. Uh, BC, or college game day is going to be there. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's going to be at Florida State this week because they have 8 o'clock ABC, and they're really – I know they've – No, said, they announced it. They, they did? I think they're going to change it. I really think they're going to change it because even Brent Musburger is like, oh, I would love to be there. Like, they're really hinting at going to Florida State. But, oh, excuse me. My bad. You're right. You're right. UCLA and Oregon. You're right. That's nice. That's two weeks from now. Miami. My bad. It's all right, man. So, yeah. Game day is going to be there. It's going to be a hype environment, but we're both going with Oregon, am I right? Yeah, I like Oregon in this one. UCLA's pretty good, but I mean, Oregon is just too good, I think, yeah. in the end. Yeah, and then after that, we have USC at Mizzou, not Southern Cal. We're talking South Carolina. Who you got there? Well, South Carolina is going in there. Their quarterback's hurt. Missouri's been getting really lucky with their playing. I mean, they played uh, Florida and then Georgia. Both those teams were banged up. Playing another banged up team this week, I think they're just getting lucky. I don't know how good they are. They're ranked yeah. number five. You know that's good. It is really good. Yeah. I'm not sold on them yet, but I think they're going to get a win over South Carolina just because of how banged up South Carolina is. What do you think about that game? I want to go with South Carolina, but they really disappointed me last week against Tennessee. Yeah. And Mizzou's at home, and granted, they haven't played that great of competition, but with that crowd getting hyped and getting behind them, I think Mizzou can do it. I mean, they've scored, they have they they can score enough points, and they show they can kind of win a tough struggle. Because Florida's defense, despite missing all those starters, they still have great athletes and great defenders out there and a good scheme. That's a good defense still, even despite missing mm-hmm. Dominique Easley and others. So I think that that might be – and it went into the swap and won. No matter who, no matter what Florida t- team you're playing, if you go into the swap and win – That game was actually in Missouri. It was? Yeah, it was in Missouri. Oh, really? Oh, well, even better. Even better. I mean, they had no how to ride at home field advantage. See, I was in New York, and I didn't really get to see much, so I'm a little out of it. Sorry, folks. But uh, I think Mizzou can do it at home, and South Carolina, they're going to come in really looking to rebound. I think Mizzou will ride their ranking and their home field advantage and use that to help propel them to a victory. All right, we're going to move on to an NFL game here. We have the Cowboys at the Lions. Who do you like in that one, Chris? I'm going to go with the Lions. Uh, the Cowboys did do a nice job against the Eagles offense last week, holding them to only three points. But at the same time, I believe that the Lions, despite losing to Cincinnati, uh, really that was the partner's fault because they had a miraculous play to Calvin Johnson on like a deep ball thrown by Matthew Stafford. He caught the ball between three defenders and tied the game up, but the punter screwed the Screw the game out by shanking a punt, and since he just kicked the field goal from there. However, I think the Lions' offense, Calvin Johnson's back. He's still got Matthew Stafford out there. I think the Cowboys' secondary has some issues with matching up with Calvin and all the other tight ends and receivers, like Brandon Pettigrew and others. So, And then also the Lions' D-line. I want to see if they can be able to get some pressure on Tony Romo. Tony Romo didn't play that well last week. He threw two interceptions. He uh, got pressured a little bit. So I think Andaba can sue and uh, all the other linemen right there. I think they can get some pressure on Tony Romo and force him into some bad throws. 
I actually like the Cowboys in this one. I think the Cowboys are a different team this year. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that they're the best team or how, whatever there, but I mean, I think I think they're going to win their division, to be honest, unless the Redskins can make their surge like they did last year. Um, right now, I think they're the best team in that division. Right. You know, they're coming off two straight wins. The one at Philadelphia was okay. They, their defense played well. They hold them to three points, but Philadelphia's third-string quarterback was in. But I still think the Cowboys will go into Detroit and get a win. I think Tony Romo will throw some touchdown passes there. You know, I can't really rely on Tony Tony Romo's arm, but I think he will go into Detroit and get a win. Yeah. Uh, And then we are going to talk about the Falcons coming off of their win. They didn't lose this week, guys. They didn't lose. Let's go. (laughs) What was your opinion on that game, Chris? My opinion was I was kind of – I was impressed, at least offensively. I was impressed because – Matt Ryan looked good. Yeah, Matt Matt, – I I thought Matt Ryan – I wouldn't say he was going to try to be awful, but I thought he would – Maybe struggle a little bit, at least the first week without his main weapons. Like he didn't have yeah. Roddy White or Julio, but uh, Harry Douglas, props to him. He stepped, he stepped up. up. He had over, he had, I think, 140 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He was a, he got me like 20 fancy points. Thank you. See that one-handed catch, Drew Davis. Yes, exactly. And then also the other two was Drew Davis and. Uh, uh, Darius Johnson made some plays, and also Jaquiz Rogers. He he toughed it out. Grant, a lot of times he did get stuffed, but when he had an opening, he made full advantage of it. When he caught, I think he had two touchdowns. He caught a touchdown pass. I believe he ran another one in. But uh, Matt Ryan play, played a great game. Uh, the defense uh, still so-so, but they looked a little better in coverage in certain situations. I think Tampa Bay kind of screwed themselves over several times, and yeah, they could have come back in the game. Not, they're just not a very they're just good, not good. Yeah, I mean, they had some drops and a ton of Falcons a ton of penalties. Yeah. Big time. So, uh, it's, and they got a keen dent back, so they're slowly getting healthier. Yeah. And it kind of gave the team confidence, because if we can get the 4-4 four and four and slowly get some of these guys back, I mean, hopefully maybe we can re- you know, rebound or something. Maybe get, get 8-8 and 9-7. Eight, eight, and and Who knows? Let's get a run. And maybe make the playoffs. Exactly. And then we will pick the Falcons at the Cardinals this week. Mm-hmm. Who do you think will win that game and why? I am going to go with the Cardinals, but this is a huge. I don't know. It, it, it's kind of tricky because Arizona. They have, our, a good our, they have a good defense, and our offense, and our defense isn't that isn't shut down. So I think maybe Carson Palmer, Palmer Larry Fitzgerald, a couple of the other weapons, maybe Patrick Peterson on offense. Maybe they can kind of. Score some points. We have to watch out for Peterson on special teams mm-hmm. on the returns, mm-hmm. but also not turn the ball over. And then just that whole crap. You also have the fact of the road because we have a lot of young players playing right now. We yeah. got Levine, Toy Lolo, yeah. Darius Johnson, Drew Davis. So that that it gets loud in that stadium. So I think that we have to be careful and maybe slow the game down a little bit because that it can get loud in there. You know, any hostile environment with young guys, they can kind of throw yeah. them off. I'm gonna go with the Falcons on this one. I never like to go against the Falcons, but yep. you know, I this isn't just because I'm a Falcons fan. I actually do think they will win this game. You know, I don't. I just don't think Arizona is good enough to stay with them. Last year, Matt Ryan threw five picks against the Cardinals, and that's what kept them in the game. And they still won. They still the won. The, the Falcons still won. Thanks to Matt Ryan. Five interceptions. So I think the Falcons can go on the road. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to play that bad. I mean, I don't, think, I don't even know if that's possible. But, I mean, I think Matt Ryan will lead the team. I, ho- I just hope the O-line can stay in there against Arizona's yeah. defense because that defense is actually a good defense. They good They're very underrated. You know, good secondary. But I think the Falcons go, can go in there, move the ball, play enough defense to win the game. And that will wrap up our weekly talk and our LC show. Um, this was the third episode of the LC show. Remember to follow Chris Sharp at Chris Trill Sharp yep. and me, Lucas Boudreaux, at Lucas Boudreaux 1. For the LC show, I'm Lucas. This is Chris signing off. See you later, Spartan Nation.